Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the topic of our last episode, Know Your Mindset. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. And if you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Nikki Ballou, aka The Millionaire Maker, is the number one international best-selling author of eight books, including Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion, The Thought Leader's Journey, A Fable of Life, The Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network with Kai Jorn, and How to Create a Million Dollar a Year Income, The Priceless Guide for Insurance Agents, Professional Salespeople, and Anyone with a Big Dream with Perry Wong. He has read over 4,000 books in genres from biography, history, fictional literature, self-help, health and fitness, poetry, business, sales, spirituality, and religion. He is an in-demand and highly inspirational speaker to corporate audiences such as RBC, Lululemon, Royal LePage, and Tour Star Media. He is an advisor and confidant to some of the most successful and dynamic entrepreneurs in Canada. He's the co-founder of eCircle Academy, where he runs a year-long mastermind and educational program working with coaches, consultants, corporate trainers, clinic owners, realtors, mortgage brokers, and other service-based entrepreneurs, positioning them as authorities in their niche. He's the creator of the Thought Leader Heart Leader designation. And he and his team have helped over 70 entrepreneurs add six to eight figures to their annual income. So Nikki, welcome to the show. It's an honor to be here. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Sure. Now that was a lot of information that I shared, but I always like to ask my guests, just tell me a little bit more about yourself and how did you get into doing what you're doing today? That's a wonderful question. So I'm actually originally an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. And when I was a young boy, 
the Islamic revolution was taking place in Iran. And my late father, God rest his soul, he could see the writing on the wall. And he realized this was not going to be a great place for him to raise his Christian family. So he hustled us out of Iran. And eventually we settled in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And every single day, I thank God for my father's pre-science, you know. Mm. He changed the legacy of our whole family. He took us from tyranny to freedom. Mm. Now, I don't know if you've been following the news lately, Candy, and what's going on in Iran, but a young woman there by the name of Mahsa Amini was beaten to death. She was just 22 mm. years old by the so-called wow. morality police for the crime of being outdoors with her hair partially uncovered. In Iran, if you're a woman, it's a crime to be outside with your hair or your skin showing you mm. think about this right and i know you know in the west these days it's fashionable in certain circles to say oh my god the west america canada so oppressive so racist so sexist and you know i like to push back against that because i go you guys haven't been outside of the west have you you haven't <laughs> been to places like iran you know, this is the most tolerant, amazing place on earth. And I think we all should be grateful that we get to live here. And we ought to like, you know, very strongly support that freedom and don't let anybody tell us different. Mm -hmm. And my father, he was a champion for freedom. He was also an uplifter of people. He was the kind of person that if you needed a job, he'd get your job. You know, if you were someone who was trying to start a business, he would help you out. Even if you're going to compete with him, he didn't care about that. He wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. And if you worked for him and you were looking to buy a car, a house or an apartment and you didn't have enough money, well, dad would set you up. You know, that's the kind of guy that he was. And you might think to yourself, what? Who does that? Mm -hmm. Well, the late great Napoleon Ballou, he did that. And why? Well, first of all, he did it because he was a Christian. He felt he'd been blessed by God and it was his obligation to share those blessings with others. Secondly, he did it because he could. He was a successful entrepreneur. He had the financial means to be able to help other people. And me, growing up, I wanted to be like that. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to help people. And so mm -hmm. eventually I became an entrepreneur. And here's what I saw. There's so many good people that are entrepreneurs. They got big hearts. They want to make a difference for their fellow man and woman. And these folks go out there. And what they do is they try to help people, but they're also a little bit nervous. They're maybe mm -hmm. not so so business savvy Maybe right. they're like worried about coming across like pushy or salesy. They don't want to reek of commission breath. You know what I'm talking about? Those people who just like jump on you to try to make the sale. And they don't care that you said no 30 times. They'll still keep hammering you. Mm -hmm. They don't want to be like that, like that person. And I mean, buyers have evolved. They don't want that anyways. So they don't go after the sale because they're a little bit, you know, shy. They don't want to be seen like as that kind of person, that guy or that gal. And so mm -hmm. they don't get business they should be getting. And that's not right. good for their business. You know, that hurts their business. That hurts their financial legacy. But the second thing that it does is it also, you know what? It also helps hurts the client that we're going to help because that client doesn't get a good person helping them. Mm. Doesn't get a heart-driven person. And then some charlatan marketer is going to come down there. And what they're going to do is they're going to go get that business and that's going to hurt everybody. That's going to mm -hmm. hurt the good person because they don't get the business. That's going to hurt the client because they get somebody who doesn't really care whether they deliver or not. It's even going to hurt the charlatan marketer because eventually karma karma is going to bite you in the butt, whether you like it or not. That's how it works. What goes around comes right. around. You know, mm -hmm. so um, I saw this and I'm, um, wow, I can help these people. What if I can help them reframe this? I'm good at that. You know, like 
I don't look at sales that way. I don't look at it as sales at all. What if I could help other people not look at it as sales? What if instead of looking at it as sales, they were able to reframe it into service? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be sold. Ken, you don't want to be sold. I don't want to be sold. Right. It's yucky. But we all mm-hmm. want to be served. We all want mm-hmm. to serve. You know, because right. the person sitting in front of you, that's someone's mother, that's someone's sister, that's someone's daughter, that's someone's father, that's someone's brother, that's someone's son. That's a person who's been a hero to somebody. That's a person who's maybe been disappointed by life, maybe even disappointed by someone just like you who promised them everything and delivered them nothing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. as as a result of that, uh, you know, um, it's important to me to help people realize that business isn't a numbers game. And I know you're big into numbers and numbers are important, <laughs> but business right. isn't a numbers game. Business is a people game. Mm-hmm. You know, and you always got to come and lead from the heart and remember that's a person you're you're there to serve. You, you have an opportunity not to have a transaction, but you have an opportunity to build a relationship to right. create transformation for somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, there's so much that you have just said in that, in terms of, you know, the entrepreneurs, you know, we have dreams and visions and then there's the financial side where there's struggles, you know, and people are afraid, you know, to really talk about their services, you know, and they are thinking they're kind of asking a favor instead of providing that service. So why is it that people who are entrepreneurs who have this great service or product, you know, for the world, why are we afraid to just express it as a service to someone instead of, will you please buy my product or service? That's such a great question. And this is important too, because it's one of the things that, you know, makes uh, a a clear distinction between those who become very successful and those who don't, Mm -hmm. they put all the attention on themselves. Mm -hmm. They're thinking, I wonder if they're going to like me or they're going to want to buy my product. Are they going to want to do business with me? And they don't put the attention where it belongs, which is on the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, what's their problem? What are they dealing with right now? What is business? After all, what is business? Business is about solving problems for people for profit. That's what I call my proprietary three-piece solution, seven-figure mm-hmm. three-piece solution, right? It's about solving acute problems for wonderful people, mm-hmm. for excellent profits. That's really what nice. it's all about. And if your attention is on you and your program and your your needs and your sale, then obviously you're not going to feel good and mm-hmm. you're going to be worried. Oh, well, I better not. You know, they're going to think something of me. But if your attention's on them and they're hurting and their business is suffering, you know, if they've been stuck at a plateau of business as an example, making maybe 100000 a year for the last three years, and they really just aren't able to go buy that dream home for their family, they aren't able to take those beautiful vacations with their loved ones. They're not mm-hmm. maybe even to to give a raise to someone who's working with them, or maybe even give a raise to themselves. You know, those are the sorts of things that creep into a person's thinking rather than let's put all that aside. This is not about me. This is about the person in front of me. Mm-hmm. And if you make it about them, not about you, that's where you're going to be successful. And the reason you're not successful is because you make it about you and not about mm-hmm. them. Right. So the title of our topic too is, you know, how we can get to that million dollars in sales in, you know, three years. So someone who's listening might be thinking, wow, I've just started a business recently. I'm less than a hundred thousand dollars. How do I get to a million, you know, versus someone who maybe is at the top six figures and is like, okay, a million is in reach, you know? So what would you tell each of them, you know, how they can get to that million dollar level 
whether they're starting out and they've got a lot, you know, to do to get there, or if they're pretty close and they think that it's within reach. Well, that's an excellent question. So there's another problem that a lot of people in business have, and that's that they really don't understand how um, and why they can become successful. Business is a bit of a mystery to them. Mm-hmm. And one of the issues is that they don't know how to differentiate themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you ask them what they do, well, I'm an accountant, I'm a bookkeeper, I'm a realtor, I'm a coach. That's all wonderful and great. Mm-hmm. But when people hear that, it doesn't give them a reason to consider you as an option to help them with their problems. Mm-hmm. It's just, a, oh, I do this. Okay. What is it about what you do that makes you different? So mm-hmm. may I tell you a story without that? Sure. Being right? Yes. So I had a young man who came to us when he was about 25 years old. This was a few years ago. And this guy, he was a good dude. You know what I mean? One of these good guys, the kind of person that, you know, if you had a daughter, you'd want your daughter to bring him home to you and go, yeah, yeah, you should, you should date this guy. You should marry <laughs> a guy like this. You know what I mean? It's the kind of guy that you just, you would root for him to win because he really cared. He was a mm-hmm. good person. And you just like, yeah, this guy, this guy, right? But he was a terrible businessman, <laughs> just mm. terrible. So when I met him, he was a personal fitness trainer and he had seven clients. He, he lives in Toronto, my home city. Toronto is like the New York City of Canada. You know, if you know anything about the cost of living in New York City, you mm-hmm. understand the cost of living in Toronto. He made twelve, thirteen hundred dollars a month. It was just not cutting it. He had to borrow money from mom and dad, which is embarrassing for a grown man to do. Right. right. So when he came to me, I was like, okay, his name's Dan. Danny, um, tell me, who's your who who's your ideal customer? Who do you help? And he was like excited. Oh, Nikki. Man, I can help anybody. You know, I can help them lose weight. I can help them get fit. I can help them build muscle. I can help anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, 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 Danny, Danny, that's not going to work. You know, you got to narrow your focus a little. He goes, no, no, but li- listen, I really can help anybody. And I'm like, oh, my God. Anybody with a wallet, a pulse, Danny? He goes, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that's a good one, Nikki. I guess so. And I'm like, no, no. And he's like, okay, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got it. I can work with doctors. My dad is a doctor and I love my dad and doctors make a lot of money. I'm like, Oh my God, Danny, that's not a good message. My dad's a doctor. I love my dad and doctors make a lot of money is not going to compel them to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it didn't work out after a while. I go, Danny, we got to change this. He goes, okay, okay. I got to narrow, right? Let me narrow some more. I'll work with cardiologists. Cardiologists, they make more money than doctors. I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Danny, you're not getting it. And obviously he didn't. Mm-hmm. Really well the focus is on the wrong other. thing. Yeah. And so he was focusing on the numbers, not mm-hmm. the person, you know, mm-hmm. then through serendipity, he started to get connected and work with a, a Paralympic athlete who had a missing leg since he was a kid, you know, and this fellow, um, this Paralympic athlete, um, you know, he was Afro-Cuban. He was mm-hmm. a really cool guy. His name was Papito Wilson. And he liked it when you said his name right, Papito Wilson, not Papito Wilson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the two of them, they got along. He really helped them get strong and fit. And, you know, he went to the Paralympic Games and won some medals, man. So it was a oh, nice. result. Danny came to me and his heart bit opened up. He said, Nikki, wow, man, I love working with this guy. I want to work with more people like him who have missing limbs. I really think I can make a difference for them. A lot of those people don't work out and they should. And 
I said, hey, that sounds great, Danny. Go, go for it. And so he went after these folks. And within a very short period of time, just six weeks, he signed up 400 clients. Oh, wow. He yep. couldn't do one-on-one -on -one training anymore. He had to like rejigger his delivery model. Mm -hmm. And he didn't add one zero to his income. He added two zeros. And he went from 12, 1300 a month to over 100,000 a month. Hmm. And, you know, he did it because he started looking at folks as people and not as mm -hmm. numbers. Business became a people game to him, not a numbers. How many people he could serve? And why was he successful? Well, first of all, his message to them wasn't, I can help anybody. It's, I work with people with missing limbs and I help them get strong and fit so they can do anything. Mm -hmm. And boy, that message landed. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But a transformation. <laughs> right. Yeah, nobody mm -hmm. else was going after people in that space. Nobody, because mm -hmm. they all thought, oh, they can't work out, right? They got missing limbs. Right. And he was, no, 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 you can work out. You can be anything you want to be. And just mm -hmm. put yourself in the shoes of someone with a missing limb or more than right. one missing limb. Mm -hmm. They are probably not thrilled that that's the situation for them. They probably, uh, you know, if they could wish it away, they would wish to have all their limbs. They probably thought, okay, well, there's only so much I can do. There's things I'm never going to be able to do. And his message to them was, screw that. You can do mm -hmm. anything and I'm going to help you. Right. Brilliant, beautiful message. Mm -hmm. And if you're starting in business or you've been in business for a while, the first thing I'd ask you is how good is your message? Chances are that if you're not getting all the business you want, it's not that good because people don't understand what you can do for them. Mm -hmm. Not your program. Nobody cares about your program. You don't care about my program. You wouldn't. Why would you care about my program? Mm -hmm. But if you're a business owner, and let's say you're making $100,000, $200,000 a year, and you want to go to half a million to a million in the next three years, and you know, you've been a little frustrated that you maybe haven't grown as fast as you can, the only thing you want to hear from me is you want to make sure I understand your issue, and you want to make sure that based on that understanding that I'm clear on what it's going to take to get you to get from where you are to that next space, and I maybe have a track record of doing it, I'm not full of crap. That's, mm -hmm. what, that's what you're interested in. The, the minutia of my program and how I do it, you couldn't care less. Mm -hmm. You really couldn't care less. All you want to know is, is this an honorable person? Can they help me? And do I feel for myself that I'm at a space where I believe in me enough that, yeah, if I do the work, I'm going to get the result. If mm -hmm. all those things line up, people do business. And if those things don't line up, people don't do business. Mm -hmm. Right. And I saw an in information that you have a 90 strong challenge. So what is that and how can our listeners benefit from it? So the 90 strong challenge, I put it together. I, I kind of, uh, you know, borrowed some of the thinking around that from 75 hard, which is a program put on by Andy for around health fitness. And I thought, well, you know, I believe in health and fitness, but why not add like a, a business component to this challenge? Mm -hmm. So on a daily basis, you do certain things, you do a, a workout, you, you, you know, you eat according to a plan, you drink a certain amount of water, which also takes certain actions in your business. And those actions are all involved, uh, involving setting up meetings with people and, and getting in front of them. And I find challenges are a great way to get you to, to act because mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, like I said, they're nervous, they're afraid, they don't want to come across a certain way. So they don't take those actions. But if they, if they have a challenge, it's a great way to motivate them to take daily action to grow their business. Right. And if you're doing that and you're making those calls, you're interacting with people, you're getting out there more. So the opportunity for people to find you is greater, right? So the opportunity to, 
you know, basically grow your revenue is by you taking those small steps. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Right. There's just so much that actually goes into that. You obviously have to bring in the customers. You have to have a plan in place to be able to handle them. Right. That's the other thing too, is making sure that you can scale to help all those who come to you when you start getting your marketing message out there. hundred percent. hundred percent. So you got to be able to do, and you also have to mm-hmm. value yourself. A mm-hmm. lot of people in business, you know, they don't value themselves. They don't mm-hmm. believe that they're worth it. They're, you know, so they undercharge. So there's only two reasons right. people undercharge. One is they don't believe they're worth it. Two is they believe they're worth it, but they don't believe anyone's going to pay right. the price. And again, mm-hmm. that's all about putting the attention on them and not on the customer. And, right. you know, you need to charge at a level that has your customer show up so they get the value of your solution. Mm-hmm. There's something called expectancy bias. Okay. And uh, a top thought leader whose name is escaping me at the moment developed it. And basically, when you pay a certain amount for something, you expect more from it mm-hmm. than if you pay less. You know, um, it's as simple as that. Now, this is water that I got from my home tap and, you know, filtered that cost me two cents. <laughs> this is water I bought in a fancy store that cost me five bucks. Why did I buy it? Well, it's got trace minerals in it. I expect a little more from this than I do from this. Mm -hmm. That's why I bought this. But they're both water. I can keep drinking this for two cents a day instead of drinking this for 20 bucks a day. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you need to chart at a level that has your clients show up and and do what needs to be done on their end so they get the value of the solution. You got to have leverage on your client. When you undercharge your client, you're actually hurting them. You're actually mm-hmm. hurting them, you know? So that's one of the things that we teach folks is how to own their value. And it's not as simple as just raise your fees because if you do that and you don't really own that value, it's going to become obvious to the folks that are sitting in front of you and they're not going to want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. But if you can truly understand that what you're doing is in your client's benefit and it's going to help them show up strong, you're golden. Right. right. So the final question that I have um, before we get to, you know, the offer that you're going to share is basically when you're talking about that value, you know, you have to be able to portray yourself as an expert in that area as well too. And we are, but we're not always getting that out in the world. So what can you tell the listener how they can really be seen as that expert so that they can draw in those customers? Well, you actually have to have the expertise. It can't just be a question of being seen as an expert. Mm-hmm. So th- this is one of my pet peeves with these charlatan marketers. Oh, I'll make you look like an expert. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, if you're not an expert, that's really not good, right? Right. Because then you're there's no integrity to that and you're not delivering for people. So I want to be super, super clear about that. But if, if you do have the expertise, then really it's a matter of, uh, you know, going through a process to understand what that expertise truly is, what kind of problems you can solve for people uh, and then putting it in the form of an offer and and Mm -hmm. getting it out there into the marketplace. May I tell you one last story before we go? Sure. So several years ago, there was a, uh, a woman who was introduced to us and this woman was um, the country director for one of the world's leading um, personal development firms for Canada. And she was really good at what she did, but she wanted to bring someone on to help her really grow the business. And she brought on a man who she thought was very talented to help her. 
kind of like Steve Jobs back in the early days of Apple brought in John Scully from Pepsi to help him grow Apple. At first, just like Steve and John, everybody got along. They were moving forward, tickety-boo. Mm-hmm. But after a while, their visions of the future diverged and they had a falling out. And just like Steve Jobs, she was ousted from her own company. Mm. How can you be ousted from your own company? It's crazy, right? But that's what <laughs> happened. So she was floundering and bereft and unsure of what to do next. And someone told her about us and she 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 kind of slightly knew us, but not really. Mm-hmm. And she came to us and she told us, you know, in high level terms what had happened. And I said, okay. So what do you want to do? She says, well, I need to, I need to reinvent myself. I need to figure out what's next. So she signed up for our program and we helped her get clear on her expertise. She's really good at helping people unravel emotional knots. And um, she wanted to work with entrepreneurs, business owners who had suffered from burnout. Burnout usually has a lot of emotional knots associated with it, right? Mm-hmm. So she worked with people with $10 million plus companies and said, her message was, I'm going to help you overcome burnout. If you burned out, you need to come see me. She was the burnout lady, you know, and she did really well. You know, it was really good, well thought out. In her first month, she made $10,000. In her second month, she made $12,000. In her third month, she made $18,000. But in her fourth month, she made $62,200. And it was that which really, really um, will become germane in a moment. Now, she lives in Ottawa. I live in Toronto. That's about a five-hour drive. And my oldest son plays soccer, or as I like to call it, the real football, because it's actually played with your feet. (laughs) And so he had a tournament in Ottawa. She had a son, my son's age. I called her, said, hey, my son and I are coming to Ottawa for a tournament. Would you and your son like to meet us, watch a game, and grab some lunch? And she said, yeah. And so we met. Everybody had a great time. And then my son and I drove home. It was a pretty action-packed weekend. Um, so a few weeks later, we had one of our branded thought leader immersion workshops. This is where we teach, you know, great solopreneurs, service-based entrepreneurs, how to add one to two zeros to their income while working 10 to 20 hours less a week. And when we did that, um, here's, uh, here's what we do. We teach everybody. And then there's a section where for about an hour, we talk about how, People can work with us to further their success. The upsell, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the way I do it is I have our people share their experience. So I asked who would like to share their experience with the new people. Before I could pick anybody, she just leaps on stage and goes, me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she looks around and then she starts to cry. And oh my God, like inside, like any man, when he sees a woman crying, the first thought that went through my head is, well, what did I do wrong? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was she mad at me? <laughs> what did I do? But outside, I'm calm. And then she turns around and, and, you know, between her tears, she said, Nikki, you didn't know this, but when you and your little son came to meet with me, my little son in Ottawa, my little son, in that excited way little boys do, said, mommy, mommy, who are we going to go meet? And I said to him, oh, sweetheart, we're going to go meet Nikki Baloo and his son. And she said, all of a sudden, my sweet boy became very serious, very quiet, lowered his voice and said, oh, mommy, are we going to get to meet the man who saved our family? Hmm. And I don't normally cry in public. I'm an old school fellow. 
but I cried. Hmm. We hugged. And in between her sobs and tears, she told me, Nikki, when we met, um, it was about to foreclose on our home. Uh, we hadn't been able to pay our mortgage in months. We had no income. 18 months, no income. I'm like, oh. And she said, I was also fighting with my husband every day. Uh, and in front of our small children, she had three small kids. And it looked like we were going to break up and I was going to lose my precious family. You literally helped us save our family. We hugged some more. And here's what I learned. I learned, number one, I had no idea what she was dealing with. Like, no idea, Candy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And secondly, um, you never know what anybody's dealing with. They're going through things in life. And so I, I just, I want to know enough about a person so I can serve them. And um, I want to know enough about uh, a person that I can be, you know, an instrument of God's will, if you will. I ask God every day to help me meet more people like her so I can be of service to them. Mm -hmm. And normally at this stage, we hand out our, our uh, registration forms and some people sign up, some people don't. Some people need to have a conversation, be persuaded one way or another. And so uh, long story short is that um, we handed out the forms. There were eight people in the room. Nobody had to think about it. They all signed up on the spot. Mm -hmm. That's the power of an authentic share from someone right. that you've done something great for. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love that story. to be a people <laughs> person, not a, not a numbers person. <laughs> right. Exactly. So uh, I know we're coming to the end of the time that we have. So I would love for you to share an offer that you have for our listeners and how can they connect with you? Well, I'm all over uh, social media. So, you know, you just type in my name on pretty much most platforms. Um, you can find me. But if, you, if you're a business owner and you're stuck and you want to get unstuck, you want to have an honest conversation with somebody, um, I'm offering a complimentary, what I call a success call. It's like a discovery call, but I like success call better than discovery mm -hmm. call. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. um, the link to do that is ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. And there's a little screening form we, we have there because we just want to make sure someone's going to come and take that much of our time that they're a serious business person and, right. you know, not a, not a, not just somebody who's like kicking a tire or something like that. But if, uh, if they are that and they want to have that conversation, I really want to strongly encourage you to do that because one of the reasons I come on all these podcasts, because I've been on over a hundred podcasts since, uh, you know, the middle of May is we're living in really uncertain times. People mm -hmm. are scared. The the lockdowns had a massive impact on mental health for a lot of people. And inflation is uh, a little out of control right now all over the Western world. And there's a lot of people who are wondering, am I going to be able to make it? Am I going to be able to survive? Mm -hmm. Never mind thrive. You know, I, I just want to tell them, yeah, you can survive. You can thrive. I, I'm here to give you belief. You got to believe you can win. That is the prerequisite for victory. And if you're lacking belief, borrow mine for a while. Because <laughs> I believe in you. Mm -hmm. You're a good person. You're an entrepreneur. You can win and you can win big. Let's make that happen for you. Nice. Well, thank you, Nikki, for being a guest on my show and sharing your expertise on this topic. You know, I really appreciate it. Um, and to the list. Me on the show. 
Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. And I do say, wanted to say thank you to the listeners as well. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this interview. I hope you found it interesting and answered some of your questions about how to create 1 million in income in three years or less. If you have additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Nikki or send us a message at media at abandp.com. I hope you can join us for our next episode, The Trials and Tribulations of Franchising. And please remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including iTunes, TuneIn, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And would you please share our show with those you know and leave a review on your favorite platform? I'd really appreciate your support. Until next time, have a great day. Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.